Broadcasting from somewhere beneath the New York Public Library, it's Brian and Eric Don't Belong Here. I'm Brian, here as always with my formless, ethereal colleague, Eric. What's up, man? Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah? We, we, were, we were joking and threatening before about doing a whole episode where we only just do Baba Booey. And you still just, you, you came in with it. You I came for, in hot with it. I actually forgot how to do Baba Booey. <laughs> I psyched myself out. It's like, I know it's a B sound. <laughs> All right, Name is Howard Stern bit. Yeah, the that's robot right. Producer. Classic. Bop, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very offensive, cyborg. Uh. <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be a good one, Eric. Eric, there's somebody here with us. They're sure. This is D- so exciting. Hiding behind a stack of books, it's the wizard and or the bruiser himself. <laughs> Jake Young is here. Oh Hi, my Jake. god! Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm ready to go goblin mode. I uh, oh wait, there will be many goblin things to discuss. Jake, real fast, what's uh for anyone who doesn't know? Everyone knows, but what what's what's your deal? Precisely man? twenty to fifty thousand people know, depending on whether or not I'm talking about Rick and Morty. That is <laughs> that is absolutely that is the number. Uh, I do a podcast called Wizard and the Bruiser, part of the Last Podcast Network, and uh, we cover. Uh, the histories of nerdy franchises, whether that's comic books, movies, uh, we even cover bands like Rush and They Might Be Giants, and uh, we try and just kind of condense all of that uh, lore and fandom uh, mythology into a uh, digestible hour and a half at most. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fantastic show, very well produced, and uh, now you're in the basement where... That does not happen. I did like how I opened a dusty door and it was really rickety and several bats flew at That's, me. That's, you, you, yeah. you let the bats out? Yeah, we're going to need those bats. It feels like, <laughs> ah, jeez. Okay, hold on. I'll get like a, a broom. I'll try and shoot <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We'll wait. Andrew Carnegie personally bred those bats for the library. <laughs> uh, the entire G- Astor family kissed each one before bed. Um, Jake, so this is our, our dumb paranormal spooky podcast about uh, ghosts and the occult and stuff. Where in general do you think like surface 30,000 feet up land on this stuff? Um, I, I just, I, I just genuinely believe that everything that is sounds fishy has a non-fishy explanation. Sure, Ooh. sure. Um, I, okay, okay. This is, this is, this is a story that I, 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 whenever this comes up, I am reminded of it. But yeah. um, in, my, yeah. in my younger and wilder years, I was uh, just, just gonzo out of my mind on the threadbare border of sanity on too many edibles. Because I did that <laughs> thing that idiots do where they eat one and are like, wait for an hour oh, yeah. and are like, guess I fucked it up. <laughs> yep. And so I ate another one. And then I got hungrier, and I was like, well, these things were duds anyway, so I ate two more brownies. And they're also delicious. And they're delicious. They're very I'm just good. Great. I, you know, I used a, I used, um, I didn't use a Dutch cocoa powder. I like uh-huh. that, like, harder, oh, acidic yeah. cocoa. Mm, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so at this point, I am wandering through the streets of Georgetown, Washington, D.C., uh, barely a person, just a quivering yeah. mass of sensory perceptions uh-huh. and nerve endings. And uh, coming through on a gaslit street through a window in one of these old colonial homes uh, emerges what I can only perceive as a demon. 
Okay. It has this weird pulsating brain head and gnashing teeth and no eyes and claws. And it is just like looking at me and it's just going like, and from where, from my eyes, from my ears, from my brain, I, everything I can just see is like, this is a monster. Jake, you're Mm. looking at a monster. (laughs) There is a monster right there. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? And the only thought keeping me sane is like, either you Failing comedian Jake Young are the first person to witness evidence of hell emerging into mm. our world, mm. or something else is going on and you just don't understand it. And I like rub my eyes, I like paced back and forth, and I was like, what the what is happening? And I like composed myself and I walked back up to that window, and it was a, a particularly large poodle standing on its hind legs <laughs> with like a weird puffy haircut. That obstructed its eyes, and it was just like it noticed me walking past on the sidewalk, and it was like, hi, <laughs> hi, I'm a poodle. It wasn't talking, but I'm translating. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was going to ask about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't, apparently I wasn't that stoned. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, Jake Young has discovered a poodle that was possessed by a dude. Yep, yep, yep. not have been able to communicate with human speech. <laughs> But at that moment, I was as close as I possibly could to being like, oh, my God, not only is this real, it's all real. (laughs) All of it. All of it. Ghosts, uh, uh, aliens, Mm. uh, Christianity, apparently. Like, everything is real. Ah, ah. And no, it it was just a weird looking dog. Sure. That uh, that makes a lot, of, and that's you know kind of where I ultimately think I, I land most of the time. One thing that I do I do think is interesting is we have heard uh, Ed Warren, the famous Ed, of of Ed mm. and Lorraine Warren, Monroe, mm. Connecticut, um, father uh, in laws of patron saint of Brian and Eric, Tony Spera. Right. Um, he has said that drugs and like a certain like drugged up state can get you to a certain level of clairvoyance. Mm. Um, so basically what that means is I have to get really fucking stoned on the show. That's and we have to do reason. a seance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why. Yeah, that's why. The show is asking us for that. That's, <laughs> hey, I will do my due diligence. We don't want to. We don't want to get super high before the show. As long as you keep an, as long as you keep this exact goofy energy... With this experiment, I approve. If you start going into like Joe Rogan territory where you're like, I have discovered the God molecule, <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to be like, eh. Uh, you know what? If we get Joe Rogan numbers on it, I'm willing to go into <laughs> yeah, any. I'll do, like, I'll I'll do, do any kind of molecule. Any. I'm open to every <laughs> kind of molecule. I found the double God molecule. Yeah. Yeah. No, Fuck there's you. so many molecules. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. All right, starting with tungsten. Here we go, yeah. baby. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, So I do have a weird thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I've done minimal research. Um, So here's really hoping I can fill an hour on it. Um, What do you guys know about the Zaragoza Goblin incident? I feel like they have good ham there, wherever that is. Is that a guess or is that an educated guess? It's in a, I feel like this is in a Spanish place, yes. right? It is. It is Ooh, in. Is this a, oh, you know, I hear in the Zaragoza uh, ham, they actually hand feed them Brazil nuts and give them a little foot massage. Mm. That's right. And they comb their little whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Zaragoza, Spain. Oh. Mm. Um, What's the ham situation? 
where we where we talking? I'm gonna Google the word Zaragoza ham, and we're just gonna talk about whatever comes <laughs> up. This I'm, is the Zaragoza ham cast. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's apparently their local delicacy is one of those like Eastern European sausages that are the wrong color. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, yeah. Eric, I cannot wait to tell you the top search result of, I just typed in Zaragoza ham. Yeah. Top search, buy ham, Zaragoza. <laughs> the Spanish ham is one of the most recognized gastros, gastronomic jewels of the world. Can I tell Oh my, my God, it's real. <laughs> my ham intuition is off the charts. I, th- I, I forget everything I said. I'm a believer now. Yeah, exactly. The fucking loom of fate brought us <laughs> to this exact moment. <laughs> I... Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Eric, I like that you have a very specific psychic ability, but purely ham-related. It's only ham-related. I can't tell you any... If someone died and there was no ham involved, I can't tell you. Sorry, you're out of luck. <laughs> I'm waiting for this one uh, very obscure Midwestern ham murder. Yeah. <laughs> like someone's been murdered with ham, and there's this detective who's just absolutely at his wit's end, and like, we got, I got to reach out to... I gotta. Re- you're not gonna. You're not gonna believe it. But I gotta reach out to this one psychic. They were air. bludgeoned by a hawk. <laughs> New from Blumhouse. Yeah. Prosciutto normal activity. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, unfortunately, Ham does not play a role in this story. But wow, if it did. Wow, if it did. Mm. Um, so what's interesting about the Zaragoza Goblin um, is. <clears throat> Now, typically when I think of Goblin, my head goes to like Dungeons and Dragons. Where else would it go? Uh, (laughs) Little green thing, little murder machine. Um, We're talking loincloth, crude iron weapon, (laughs) uh, funny facial features, uh, squeaky voice. I I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but you do great. Is your goblin voice different from a cobalt voice? That's what I want to know. It's, I, you know, I try to, I try to, but it all just comes out. It's the magic. <laughs> uh, it That's all eventually. It's because yeah, I'm normally like six beers in, and everything, everything's just a goblin. <laughs> um, I want that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, this goblin, in this circumstance, we're using more. It's the word is duende, duende. Mm. I, uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's more just a word for troublesome spirit, elf, sprite, fairy. Oh, okay. if, if I may draw a connection, I feel like in our in our Viking magic episode, there was a similar energy with trolls. Yes, that trolls are kind of just like the general spiritual force entity being in like, the countryside, some sort of, of force entity monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, what was that? Uh, are, are you familiar with the movie Train to Busan? I have not seen it, but I am familiar with it. So the lead actor in that is a man named uh, Gong Yu. He is a Korean actor, heartthrob. And, oh, that's uh, a great movie. He's in yeah, K-dramas. He is like one of the sex gods of the new century. <laughs> uh, and his breakthrough <laughs> role was in a show called, I think I, I'm so sorry, Korean fluent listeners for this. I think it's called Dokebi. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it's, he was like this mystical, like fairy king creature mm-hmm. guy. Got it. And, uh, because they are traditional, like tricksters as well, kind of like a yokai situation. Um, they translated it for, uh, in, um, in English as goblin. <laughs> Got it. So the show Got about it. this like ethereal, <laughs> handsome, rich, powerful, immortal man 
was called Goblin. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. And that <laughs> disconnect is so weird because like the meaning is completely different because Goblin in English specifically means hands caked in feces. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... <laughs> no, uh, uh, David Bowie is like the Goblin King in Labyrinth. And it mm. still didn't feel right. It's I, That's fair. That yeah, cod too piece, lean, though. Too lean. They that did cop. that on purpose. We did a whole episode on Labyrinth, and like <laughs> Jim Henson is like, I want little girls to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> I think it represents the themes of the movie well. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, okay, so this unfortunately is not David Bowie or a uh, Korean heartthrob. This is a, what's actually interesting, I think, about the Zaragoza Goblin before we get into it, is normally when um, we're dealing with hauntings, Haunted situations. There is usually so, the spirit, the poltergeist, if you will, is usually assumed to have some sort of presence in like the spiritual realm for like lack of right. uh, some sort of personhood, maybe. Okay. Um, a uh, compared to this Zaragoza goblin, which is largely thought to maybe just be a disembodied consciousness. Whoa. Oh, okay, so it's not like a Jersey Devil situation where, like, no, this is a physical beast that is actively roaming around, and we don't, we can't explain it, but, like, it has a pulse and hands. Right. We can kill it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this situation, and it's not a ghost that's knocking shit around and moving stuff. Right. This appears to just be a consciousness that is existing. Can um, it do? Can it do stuff? Let's. Uh, I let's mean, the word "incident" it. has to mean. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, yeah. it's just the Zaragoza <laughs> yeah. vibe. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's just a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, September 1934 in okay. Zaragoza, Spain. Um, 1930s Spain. There's a lot going on there, <laughs> right? Uh, so we're uh, in the second floor apartment of the Palazond family. Um, and uh, Pasquala Aloser, Alacoser, um, absolutely butchering butchering the pronunciation of her name, but she is uh, cleaning their stove. And from the stove, she hears a voice say, "You are you are hurting me." Hmm. Okay. Weird. Um, Pasquala runs from the room, turns off the light. And the voice shouts, light, I can't see. Hmm. Hmm. Strange. Yeah. Is this all the stove? Was this a stove talking? It appears that the voice is coming from the stove. I would like this to be a My Little Toaster kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Why Brave Little Toaster? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my Little Toaster. My, <laughs> my Little guy. Brush your toaster's hair. Yeah. <laughs> my toaster sparkles. <laughs> my toaster sparks when you plug it in. <laughs> My toaster has a terrible warning. <laughs> um, so, on that day, the entire family starts from the kitchen, and it's it changes a little bit um, the story from, like, it's all centered in the oven mm. to, you can hear it in the walls, but screams, laughter, and this voice. Um from the walls of the kitchen and specifically from the stone, uh, the stove and its chimney. Huh. Um, and uh, so obviously this family is a little uh, <gasps> confused. Yeah. What, what would your guys like 
initial thoughts be if you were in punk, uh, punk kids immediately mine goes to punk yeah. kids they found like the they're hanging out on the rooftop smoking spanish cigarettes <laughs> uh which are muy caliente as we all know of course um and just like they find the they they can hear someone like rattling around in the in through the chimney and they just start yelling shit and like giggling and having a blast and you know uh eventually uh dying in a bull related accident <laughs> of course Eric, uh, about the same, or would you just run? I feel like you'd be gone. I would be out of there. I gotta <laughs> say, one thing that's interesting, just from like a folkloric perspective, is there's a lot of stuff around uh, like hearth spirits. Mm. Oh, interesting. And sort of like house guardians that have to do with the hearth and the chimney, and the stove is essentially like a modern cooking fire kind of thing. So that's what's coming up for me right now. Interesting. Yeah, weird. Um, okay, so. Kind of to Jake's point, that was sort of the the chimney. It's you know it's an apartment building. Mm-hmm. You can also hear the other you know, like just now. There, my neighbors can hear every single word of this podcast, and they just kind of have to deal with it. Um, it's so there was a lot. Give of, us five stars yeah. on iTunes. We actually show we have a new show policy. We're just asking for three. Is it the <laughs> man's three? Just right down the middle. <laughs> we. Hey, we're not a, we're, we're not yeah. we're not greedy. Yeah, we're a solid blue collar three. If you wanna if you wanna shoot over two stars for the five, that's really your business. We're not gonna stop you, but let's be honest. Uh, Just stay hey, three stars. Baby. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> the voice has a uh, pleasant tone, um, but also like could be maniacal and unnerving. Uh, it would have this cackling laughter that eventually everyone in the apartment building could hear. Now here's, I've always had a thing, like, especially like when Eric, when we fucked with stuff and Mm. it was like, no, don't fuck with that. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to fuck with it. (laughs) Um, put a Ouija board in front of me. I'm going to ask to talk to Satan. And I've always had this element of, I don't really get scared in an apartment building. You never hear an entire apartment building, like a haunting, just be like a whole bunch of completely separate people <laughs> having right. this situation. It's always a house. Right. An apartment. If, if there's a ghost in this apartment building, it's everyone in this building's fucking problem. The ethereal nature of uh, metaphysical phenomenon uh, are completely repulsed by recessed lighting. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Can't yes. deal with it. Can't do it. <laughs> Um, Stainless steel refrigerators. Um, uh, what what else was in my crappy reefer Bushwick apartment? Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> air mattresses, the whole deal. <laughs> um, so this eventually, like, uh, it's enough of like a voice talking and a cackling laughter that the entire building can hear. The police are called to mm-hmm. come and investigate. So some 1930s Zaragoza, Spain police. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, boys, I want to set up a perimeter and then all of you take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's see here. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually just going to, I took some like notes. I'm actually just going to read straight from a, as always, there is no original reporting here on Brian and Eric. Oh, no, <laughs> sir. We just, you can uh, check uh, our blog. We'll throw all of the sources there. Uh, weird. I heard uh, Ghost Tales uh, Division of Audible uh, really actually went to Spain and looked up microfiche. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is reading from uh, Think Anonymous. Um, 
thinkanomalous.com. Thinkanomalous.com. The voice was still going at five in the morning, so the residents called the police. The voice responded by calling them cowards. <laughs> <laughs> this is my kind of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, police came, and the voice allegedly named every single police officer. Which is spooky. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question because this kind of gets back into like the Bridgewater UFO incident that we were talking about. Is this stuff like? Is this on a file somewhere? Is this kind of documented? Uh, I believe yes. Uh, oh. Police have documents of at least of the visit, and then this was uh, very much covered in the London Times. Ooh. There were several articles mm. about this. Um, and then uh, we'll get into it, I guess. But the build this building has since been knocked down. Okay. The uh, the apartment building that was built in its place is called Goblin. Oh, hell after hilarious. this incident, hell yeah! Hilarious. Um, but uh, so uh, the ghost appeared, or the spirit, or whatever the Goblin um, also appeared to have a. Um, if this was some sort of hoax or teens playing a prank or something, it appeared to have a full vision of the apartment. It could like the police asked, like, how many people are in this room, and it was like four. Mm. It knew that. Um, it's, uh, let's see, uh, once a mason came to take some measurements of the apartment and the voice called out the exact length of the segment he was measuring before he, uh, checked his tape. Sounds kind of handy. <laughs> yeah. You know? This just seems like a good ghost to have. Yeah, it's kind of a good guy to have around. A little noisy at night, but... There you go. Now my theory is like some kind of H.H. Holmes, like he, like weird mastermind in the center of the apartment, like Just connecting in everything with, yeah. in the walls, <laughs> listening through tubes, like doing all sorts of... But the measurements. The measurements, strange. I mean, you're, this is 1930s Spain. Maybe it's like a rebel guerrilla just on the run, you know what mm. I mean? Hanging out in the, in the chimney. Um, okay. So- I guess me, if like... How big is Saragossa? Like, maybe it's just one of those towns where every, like, oh, the police are here? I know the exact four guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Zaragoza, uh, also known in English as Saragossa, is the capital city of the Zaragoza province and the autonomous community of Aragon, Spain. It lies mm. by the Ebro River and tributaries of oh, so the there's a dragon angle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. The population is uh, 675,000. Okay, there the goes fifth, that theory. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fifth most populated uh, city in Spain. Makes all sense. Right. I got all the good ham. <laughs> <laughs> the ham. That's the rent really is murdered, but yeah, god exactly. damn that ham. Ooh, baby. <laughs> the closer you get to the ham, the... <laughs> um, so once again, straight from uh, Think Anonymous. Uh, the schools un- are terrible. It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> but nope, the nobody. ham. <laughs> just, just greasy children, uneducated, roving the streets. <laughs> Screaming of goblins. <laughs> goblins and ham. Um for the duration of the police investigation, the Palazan family was relocated to another apartment, and the domestic haunting became a public affair. Mm. The story of the, uh, the Zaragoza Duende, or Goblin in English, spread like wildfire and warranted nearly a dozen articles in the London Times. These articles have become the primary English language sources for the incident, although members of the Palazan family were also interviewed in the Spanish press. People flocked to the apartment in thousands in hopes mm. of confronting the supernatural. 
Many, though, considered it an evil spirit, and priests were sent to bless the apartment and the family. Uh, still reading directly from the website. Uh, beginning on November 25th, the voice went silent. After many hours without a word, the police went home and returned the Palazon family to their apartment. But 40 hour, 48 hours later, the voice suddenly and angry called, angrily called out, Cowards! 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 Here I am! And it resumed its usual pleasant tone and gave everyone permission to smoke. Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, the police all came back of like, all right, the fucking voice is back, I guess, uh, and the family moved out for good. Wow, um, this okay. is some Scooby Doo shit. This old oh, ma- for sure. Old man Javier Espinoza <laughs> has fun, like needs to tear down the building because yeah. there's gold buried. Yeah, exactly. In yeah, the fucking got, thing, I got this... some rent control. He wants to jack up the prices. <laughs> no, there's like doubloons or something. It's uh, got to yeah, be yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying full Scooby Doo. Okay. Okay. Modern economics have nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so the governor of Zaragoza called for a media blackout as the police began searching for evidence of a hoax. A wide range of specialists were invited uh, in to look for answers, but nobody could explain where the voice was coming from. Why the media blackout? Just so hoaxers couldn't get ideas. I think that's exactly it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I think it was an actual genuine, like, we're going to figure out what the fuck is happening here. It's like in one of those murder procedurals where they're like, we didn't release that detail to the press. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Okay. A thorough search of the entire complex found nothing. In a desperate attempt to stop the phenomenon... (laughs) Just a clutch of goblin eggs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, In a desperate attempt to stop the phenomenon, authorities had the entire block isolated and the army cut power to the complex. Get out of here. According to the London Times. They really don't like ghosts in Spain. Mm -hmm. Get this. (laughs) Yeah. You fucking saying there's a ghost here? Get that fucking ghost <laughs> out of here. I feel like we're the, 50 years away from Ghostbusters, but I'm getting ahead of that shit. I feel like it crossed the line by insulting their honor and calling them cowards. I feel like 1930 Spain, that can't really no. can't let that one slide. <laughs> it's a full Marty McFly situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so the army cut power to the apartment complex. Though unaffected, the voice was outraged and threatened to kill all the residents. What? <laughs> yeah, that escalated pretty fast. I mean, it's they're trying to get to the bottom. Like, no, man, leave me in the fucking stove, you fucking cowards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't clean the stove. Leave it dirty. Leave it dirty because you're hurting me. I'm going to shout all night. Leave the lights on. Yeah. I'm going to fucking scream. Yeah, and if you it's don't my talk, dog. You're, you're a coward. Yeah, you, we're, talking about, we're talking about Mikey. My dog, yeah, <laughs> yeah, who just screams and screams and screams and screams. <laughs> Though he never gives you permission to smoke. No, mm. fucking no, asshole. Time. Um... So the investigation changed course when the famed psychiatrist uh, Joaquin Herrera accused the family maid, Pasquala, of projecting some kind of unconscious ventriloquism. Mm. Unconscious? Oh, my God. So they think maybe there was some sort of ventriloquism act, even if she didn't know it. Always blame the maid. That's it. It's always I the maid. I really maid. like the idea. I th- I am enamored with this image <laughs> of multiple police officers, a priest, a several family members all in the same room, and Pasquela just doing that like side like, 
Hey, fuck you! <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're all you shit. You're all fucking suck. And all of them being like, "Where is it coming yeah, from?" Yeah, they somehow can't tell it's her. Also, why My can't it pronounce God. the letter B? <laughs> Um, to test this, authorities sent Pasquala out on an errand and found the voice carried on without her. Hmm. Nevertheless, the governor informed the press that the culprit had been identified. Mm. So she fully had to take the heat for this fucking goblin. <laughs> the governor's like, God damn it, there's an election in November. I can't have this <laughs> yeah. goblin here. <laughs> this goblin knows too much. This is the Spanish version of Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> President Espinoza wants you to think that he's handled the goblin problem, <laughs> but do you know that goblin incidents have been up over 50%? This is interesting. Okay, on December 4th, the affair came to a neat and tidy resolution authorities were looking for. Some frightened officers sent in the building's owner's son, Arturo Gr- uh, Grijalba, then six. Mm-hmm. Six year <laughs> Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, take the six-year-old. Make him go talk to the fucking ghost. It's like a chimney sweep kind of situation. Heart's too pure. Evil yeah. can't get in. There, there yeah, you yeah. go. There you go. Um, so up to the Palazon family stove and start a communication. Frustrated by all the commotion, the young Arturo said, aloud the situation was crazy. To which the voice responded, not crazy, little one. Oh. That was the last thing the goblin said. Never heard from and again. Just bounced. Just, just bounced. fucking bounced. Um, the voice never returned. 1977, the building's torn down, replaced with a new building that is now called the Duende, or Goblin. Um... Uh, Pasquala, the maid, was widely accused of fraud for the rest of her life. Um, and uh, many who... Uh, okay, uh, she returned to her hometown, which I, I do not know where that is, and refused to talk about it ever again. Um, let's see, once again, directly from Think Anonymous. Uh, anomalous. I'll, I'll, I'll pronounce it correctly. Uh, no one has ever stepped forward to take responsibility for the Zaragoza voices, and it has never been demonstrated how anyone could have perpetrated such an elusive hoax for so long. It could not have been a powered speaker since the military cut power to the complex without an effect. Without effect, if someone managed to hide in the walls, then they evaded detection by those who knew the building best and remained day and night for two weeks with their own source of food and drink. This is this checks the bo- so so Jake. One of the things we I, love to talk about on the show, Eric. Just yeah. you're thinking what I'm thinking. Yeah. There's no more shelf stable food source than a full ham. That's well. That's what I'm saying. We look for ham-powered phenomena, and this fits the bill. It's smoked. It's just hanging. It's out. dried. It's, it's smoked. It's salted. It's, right. it's fucking bulletproof. It's man. the perfect food. No, I mean we like we like to explore phenomenon or talk about stuff where it's like there are multiple independent eyewitness accounts. Not to say there couldn't be some other explanation, but where there's multiple people who are not all connected, observing the same very weird fucking right. thing. Mm. Right. Um. And it's, you know, it's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, let me see if there's anything else here before I move on to kind of a similar incident. Sure. Um, let's see. Um, it is, once again, interesting that this kind of didn't seem to have much of... Oh, man, should we read one of the... Um, can 
Can I find one of the actual like London Times articles? Oh, maybe. <laughs> it's that's one of those things that either will show up instantly on the internet, or you have to like go to a library and nothing in between. Right. Um. Uh, nothing is coming up from a very cursory Google. Just, uh, I, I trust Think Anomalous. I yeah. I do as well. I'm gonna say I have no basis to say this. I feel like the British of that time period just had a real fixation on the on the strange mm. and yes. the occult. You know, yes. I don't know why I think that, but I feel like that's true. No, yeah, no, they, we were they were up to their jolly old buttholes with mesmerists. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Uh, that's right. right. Psychics. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spring-heeled jacks running around. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Um. So there is an and think anomalous anomalous. Anomalous. The real mystery is how to say that word. <laughs> um, also brings up a similar incident. And I'm just going to pull up the Wikipedia page for that. And welcome, Ooh, uh, uh, Jake, welcome to a real Brian and Eric specialty, which is, nah, I didn't really write anything down, but here's the Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh, dear God. If I had a, if, if reading off the wiki is a crime, then I am <laughs> on all. death row. <laughs> Have you guys heard about Jeff the Mongoose? I actually have. I believe yeah. last podcast has talked about this. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, I think they have. Uh, Jeff, also referred to as the Talking Mongoose or the Dalby Spook, was the name given to an allegedly talking mongoose, which was claimed to inhabit a farmhouse owned by the Irving family. The Irving's farm was located at Cashing Gap near a hamlet of Dalby on the Isle of Man. The story was given extensive coverage by the tabloid press in Britain in the early 1930s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Irving's claims gained... Uh, oh, just give me the fucking story here. Okay, I'm just gonna read the story. In September 1931, the Irving family, consisting of James, Margaret, and 13-year-old daughter named Vore, Vore? V-O-I-R-R-E-Y. Okay. Vore. Vore. I'm getting varied. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are uh, referencing there. Um, claimed that they heard persistent scratching, rustling, and vocal noises behind their farmhouse's wood panels that uh, variously resembled a ferret, a dog, or a baby. Hmm. Three very similar things. Yeah, yeah exactly. Easily, easily mistakable. Uh, Jake, when you were high out of your mind in Washington D.C., you sure it wasn't a baby that was the demon. Yes, they are the same. Yes. <laughs> According to the Irvings, a creature named Jeff introduced itself and told them that it was a mongoose born in New Delhi, India in 1852. Mm. According to Vore, Jeff was the size of a small rat with yellowish fur and a large bushy tail. Uh, the Irvings say that Jeff communicated to them that he was an extra clever mongoose and an earthbound spirit and a ghost in the form of a mongoose. And mm. once said, I am a freak, I have hands and I have feet, and if you saw me, you'd faint, you'd be petrified, mummified, turned to stone, or a pillar of salt. <laughs> All of these entities just sound like roommates that yes. I have in my, in my time. <laughs> I hate getting threatened to be turned into a pillar of salt. Um... The Irvings made various claims about Jeff. He supposedly guarded their house and informed them of the approach of guests or any unfamiliar dog. Mm. They said that if someone had forgotten to put out the fire at night, Jeff would go down and stop the stove. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to throw out there. I don't think I believe in Jeff the Mongoose. Yeah. Um, The Irvings claimed Jeff would also wake people up when they overslept and whenever mice got into the house. Mm. Jeff supposedly assumed the role of the cat, although he preferred to scare them rather than kill them. The Irvings say they gave Jeff biscuits, chocolates, and bananas, and food was left for him in a saucer suspended from the ceiling when he... 
uh, which he took when he thought no one was watching. The Irvings claimed the mongoose regularly accompanied them on trips to the market, but always stayed on the other side of the hedges chatting incessantly. Oh, my God. So. Oh, he's here. He's You just can't see him. Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> it's, so British tabloids uh, proceeded to cover this um, a lot. And... It, okay, Margaret and Veray Irving left the home in 1945 after the death of James Irving. They reportedly had to sell the farm at a loss because of the reputation of it being haunted. They really shot themselves in the foot with yeah. that one. <laughs> I don't get it. Why is nobody wanting to come to our scream house? Yeah. <laughs> We've told everybody how much it screams. <laughs> and you're say, they're saying that's a bad thing. <laughs> What about the monster that freely walks in and out of the house at will? <laughs> it's a mongoose, or maybe a dog, or a baby. Yeah. Uh, in 1946, Leslie Graham, the actor who had bought the farm, claimed in the press he had shot and killed Jeff. <laughs> the body display. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the body displayed by Graham was, however, black and white and much larger than the famous mongoose, and Vore Irving was certain that it was not Jeff. She died in 2005. In an interview published late in life, she maintained that Jeff was not her creation. Mm. So Jeff is also maybe assumed to be some sort of ventriloquism. Uh, though I don't even see a uh, instance here where it's not just some people tell it, weaving a yarn. Yeah. This sounds like a kind of when I was 10 and had a girlfriend from camp kind of situation. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. She writes me letters and has very similar handwriting to my own. It's fine. I believe at age five, I can. I was convinced that I could run at super speed when no one was looking. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the Zaragoza Goblin, I'm gonna. Let me see here. Let me see if there's any other interesting stuff that we're maybe missing. Not quite enough to fill an hour, but hey, that's that's what happens no, okay, sometimes no, with this let's, show. Let's get into this though. Let's yeah. get into this. Yeah. Uh, Clearly shenanigans. Clearly someone Clearly doing sh- shenanigans. I don't know, man. It's a little weird. It's 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 a weird shenanigan that points for <laughs> yeah. originality and uh, you know, kind of breaking the mold, thinking outside the shenanigans mm-hmm. box. Mm-hmm. I do, okay. Let's say hypothetically, you have a shenanigan of this <clears throat> level going, where like allegedly. And, like, we're dealing with 1930s newspapers with, like, a lot of people. Thousands! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thousands have come. Um, but, like, let's say the army gets involved. The Spanish army is now involved. Do you not... I guess... I think at that point, you gotta double down. Yeah. You're in too deep. You can't back out now. I guess you're right. If, if, you're, if, the, if the thrill is seeing how much chaos you are causing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as those like janky, weird tanks from the 1930s roll in, sure. you're like, oh, this book's <laughs> Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, Jake, you bring up a really good point, which is like we talk a lot about how so many of these people, if it is, if it is a hoax, there is no really good motive because like nobody's getting rich in half of these things. But you're right. I think just the desire to sow a little chaos and get a little attention is like a huge drive. We have to understand, this is the 1930s. There is no PlayStation 5. Yeah, there is no, no <laughs> subscription streaming option. They could not even conceive of the constant dopamine drip that is a TikTok for yeah, you yeah, page. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is literally, there's nothing better to do. Yeah. I, 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 I have a memory, I, can't, I think in, in college, I had a nerdy friend who had like a remote control watch and we went mm. to like 
a sports bar and he just like turned off all the TVs and just like was giddy, just vibrating with glee <laughs> as all the bar staff try, were like, oh, sick. and they were checking the cable box and they were like, oh, oh, oh. and he was just good. like, yeah, like, I think that's the modern day. The, the fucking uh, Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> Goblin had attacked yeah, yeah. that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, your, so your take is kind of like 99% of these things are just due to the irrepressible human urge to, to just prank. Yes. Just, just I, pull a dope prank. Just, just tr- punk just, somebody. I'm, I'm, so, I'm talking this is like uh, ye old trolling. Sure. I, Sometimes involving actual trolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it sounds like a, uh, looking at Slate.com, a Barcelona radio station tried to get someone to put a microphone in the room so they could broadcast the voice, which, why ain't we got that? Mm, right. Why right. was that not priority number uno? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, man, fuck. Here's another interesting thing. The voice would apparently taunt the police with, I am coming, mm. I am coming, mm. and then would never appear. <laughs> sure. Wait, <laughs> but that counts as an appearance. I, I believe in some sort of physical... Uh, Oh, like I'm going to manifest. I believe, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously never did. Um, which, oh man, that would be the best way to like, if if it was all a big prank, that would be the best. I was just like, yo, hang out here for a little bit longer. Oh <laughs> yeah. Just any minute now. I'm really, <laughs> I'm just really trying to materialize. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, okay. I swear I did. It's, yeah. it's not you. It's me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it's this, never happened. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. dehydrated. Uh. <laughs> um, do you think there's anything to the um, the the maid and the ventriloquism, or do you think that is a? <laughs> I feel bad pinning it on the maid. After right. All, that feels like some bullshit. The maid was the first person to hear it. It feels yeah. very 1930s psychologist to be like, uh, the poor person did it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Broke. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> the serving wench yeah. is to blame. Yeah, right. Um, it's so allegedly. Wow, I'm looking at a um, a picture, and like there are quite a few people, a fucking large amount of people outside this building. Wow, this this did attract some attention. I would oh go yeah, check no, it this out. this this shenanigan uh, was like ideal. This person, <laughs> yeah, yeah, was feeling joy and like mm. intense pleasure that mm. nobody. Like, maybe, just maybe, you got to eat a fresh apple once. Sure. <laughs> you might have felt as amazing and thrilled as this guy who was pulling this scam. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, my <laughs> uh, my great-grandparents, you know, were, were full, like, products of the Depression. And uh, so it's, like, 1992. We're at some sort of, like, circus or fair or something, and there's a barrel full of apples, and they are both immediately like... <gasps> Free apples! <laughs> free apples! And like, don't pass this up. And my mother is like looking at them like they're brown and like rotting. Like, mm. we're, we're good. We can go get apples. Yeah, yeah. We have these at the store. <laughs> that just reminded me of that. Uh, why did that story about the people in the 1930s and apples remind you? Why was that something? <laughs> um, I, ooh, so when you when you said, hey, we're going to cover the Zaragoza Goblin incident in that uh, I'm going to say perfectly worded uh, Twitter message. Um, <laughs> like you're like, or take it or leave it. I don't know. I was like, fuck, I got to get on this show now. Uh, I thought we were doing something more akin to the Hopkinsville Goblin case. 
in which a homestead oh, I, in West I thought you were just saying something silly there. <laughs> no, 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 this is another well goblin known. incident. I love the Hopkinsville goblin. I didn't, I didn't realize that was a real thing. Oh, Tell yeah. me everything. It's yeah, a, yeah. It was a homestead in West Virginia where the an entire family was besieged by a small army of like pointy-eared, glowing yeah, yeah. eyes, pointy teeth, and they had to fight them off with shotguns. Yeah. It's, I, it literally is like a West Virginia like D&D scenario, yeah, basically. Yeah. It's like, you've rolled like 10d6 goblins at your homestead. Yeah. Like, I, th- I legit just thought you were making a joke. I had never heard of this. Yeah. The Kelly, I'm just pulling up from Wikipedia, the Kelly Hopskinville encounter, a.k.a. Hopskinville goblin case, or the Kelly Green Men case, was claimed, was a claimed close encounter with extraterrestrial beings in 1955 near Kelly and Hopskinville in Christian County, Kentucky, United oh, Kentucky. States. Kentucky, I'm sorry. Yeah, I said yeah. West Virginia. UFOologists uh, regard it as one of the most significant and well-documented <laughs> cases in the history of UFO incidents, while skeptics say the reports were due to the effects of excitement and misidentification of natural phenomena such as meteors and owls. <laughs> know you get all hopped up and you just start blasting out how much avian wildlife was just viciously murdered during this encounter oh uh, uh, you know someone put gasoline in the moonshine oh yeah, you yeah. know <laughs> this is not the act of a of a of a well mind yeah uh the united states air force classified the alleged incident as a hoax in the project blue book files psychologists yeah, of course have, they did of course they <laughs> fucking did if people found out that goblin are real. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be just like running around caves looking for gold. Yeah. And the whole economy will collapse. <laughs> Psychologists have used the alleged incident as an academic example of pseudoscience to help students distinguish truth from fiction, presumably on, on the truth end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this is the kind of shit that you won't learn in your textbooks, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, you ready for the claims here? Once again, directly from the Wikipedia. Uh, on the evening of the August 21st, 1955, Wiki uh, should have told 66 years ago. Um, five adults and seven children arrived at the Hopskinville police station claiming that small alien creatures from a spaceship were attacking their farmhouse and that they had been holding them off with gunfire for nearly four hours. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of bullets. Yeah, it's a lot of time to be sure. That's shooting. a lot of fucking goblins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Suppressing fire. I actually, I, I find it amazing watch. that like <laughs> no one has showed up before this time. Yeah, like there's a farmhouse with just like a fusillade of fire <laughs> for four hours. That, I'm just saying it's 1955 and there's a whole bunch of gunfire. No thanks, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though, like, like Jake said, there is no TikTok, so maybe there is an element of like, well, let's go see what's going on sure, over there. Sure, sure. Um, Best family reunion ever. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Um, two of the adults, Elmer Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor, Ooh, cla- those are some good. Those, names. those are very good. Names. Good. You don't, you know, you don't see, you don't meet an Elmer enough these it's days. It's true. I feel like Warner Brothers fucking. Ruined yeah, I feel it like Fudd kind of killed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, claimed they had been shooting at twelve to fifteen short, dark figures who repeatedly popped up at the doorway and peered into the windows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such goblin That's behavior. That's a real goblin. <laughs> That's what I'm That's talking about. Now. That's goblin the goblin. Move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck the Zaragoza god. Keep your ham. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
concerned about a possible gun battle. Like you know they were saying shit like, fiddly dee! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> concerned about a possible gun battle between local citizens. <laughs> Four city police, five state oh, troopers. Oh, I'm sorry. How many city police? Four. Sounds like there's uh, there's an unconscious connection. Sounds mm. like there's a relation. Um, four city police, five state troopers, three deputy sheriffs, and four military police from the nearby U.S. Army Fort Campbell drove to the Sutton Farmhouse located near the town of Kelly in Christian County. Their search. Imagine sending. <laughs> How much of this was like these are the this is the amount of people required? How much of this like I don't know, these people said there was a bunch of little fucking <laughs> yeah. bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanna you go? Wanna, yeah, oh, I wanna, wanna fucking go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wanna hang out here and not watch TikToks because they haven't been invented yet, or you wanna go see if there's some fucking um slash probably a mix of like, let's go check that out, and then also if there is something there. Right. <laughs> I don't want to miss it. I don't want to say I stayed in One guy at the army base is like, no, come on. I want to, guys, the radio show where two people talk like this a bunch. Are you on? The hot cha 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 hour. Come yeah. on. What are you doing? We only have one hour. <laughs> um,. So their search yielded nothing apart from the evidence of gunfire and holes in the windows and doors made by firearms. Sure. So it's let's assume that this is a hoax. They definitely still shot at their walls. Yeah. I do like the fact that they didn't open the windows to shoot out of them. They no. just shot right through. Yeah. No, it's full uh, duck hunt style. It's yeah, all twitch yeah. reflex. That's right. <laughs> uh no scopes. Yeah, no. <laughs> Iron sights. Um let's see. A lot of people, a lot of a bunch of names. None of them are interesting. Um both the Taylors, Lucky Vera Sutton, were reportedly <laughs> Guess what, Jake? Jake, brace yourself. They were carny folk. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were carnival workers. Uh, yes. Or at least, several, at least several people who were there were carnival workers. Oh, my um, God. Uh, the oh. next day, neighbors told two officers that the families had packed up and left, claiming that the creatures had returned at about 3.30 in the morning. Mm. Um... Let's see. The family's claims received widespread coverage in local and national press. Early articles did not refer to little green men. The color was later added to some newspaper stories. Mm. Um, Wait, so what was the original claim was what? Just little, little freaks. Gotcha. Little gotcha. freaks. Okay. Mm. Shadowy goblins. Okay. Popping in and out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the Wikipedia here has a side-by-side -side of a popular interpretation of the Hopskinfield Goblin and an owl. And, like, I can see how we can get there. No, that's yeah, a Pokemon. Sure. That is Sableye the Pokemon. <laughs> it's a one-to-one. -one. There's some other, like, the, the some, like, it's called, like, the something woods creature mm. that also was like this bizarre alien shadow hooded thingy with piercing eyes that also looks exactly like an owl. So this is interesting. Yeah, it's like even it seems uh, that many ufologists um, also say, no, this sounds like a gasoline in the moonshine and owl situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny that, so it does seem to be that people believe that this family believes in something and not just 
I don't know. Let's see if we can get something out of this. That's right. The ah, uh, the old Cincinnati two-step. Where <laughs> first you get a mark, uh, yeah. a shuffler, and a bag lady. And then step one, you start pretending goblins are real. <laughs> Jake, no shit. Uh, the Pokemon Sableye yeah. uh, is based on the Hopskinville Goblin. Oh, really? I, I, I mean, I, obviously, I, I, the only reason I even know about this case is because of an old Dorkly article where I had to look <laughs> up like inspirations for Pokemon. Got and it, got it, got it. That is, yes. Um, and the, For some uh, reason, uh, like Japanese otaku love weird American uh, like mm. crypto zoological interesting huh um the 1986 uh comedy horror film critters is loosely based on the kelly hopskinville case um interesting i I guess what is it directly or is like gremlins anything right it it does specifically say critters okay but um ghoulies however is actually uh from my grandmother's memoirs (laughs) (laughs) i knew that i knew that Yeah, yeah um man well I guess should we look up any before we get out of here? Should we look up uh, any other famous goblin? I'm just going to type in famous goblin cases. I really like famous the goblin genre sightings. goblin. The, it's, the it's, goblin it's, genre. It's of what phenomenon. like what? Well, goblin I think is just a du- a duendo a duenda duende duende like it it feels weird that like like because goblin means a very specific thing. It, mm. it means mm. mischief. It means yeah, yeah. Uh, like hassling. It means sure. like it means nobody's in any real danger. That's right. If, the, if a goblin is around, and so like, and it, it's ugly. It's like visceral. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. it's rude. It's not like uh, you know. Uh, it's not a fey folk. It's not an elf. It's not yeah, yeah. like anything else. It's very. It's 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 the it's it's goblin mode, man. It's like an embrace of just the trash. Of reality, it's a very it's a very earthy yes. kind of entity. Yes, uh, yeah. I'm looking at a YouTube video with a million a, a million views. Uh, Ten real goblins caught on camera. Oh hell yeah! And um, I'm just gonna throw out there: this video is not very good. Right. <laughs> a million. <laughs> um. But uh, I guess I guess that covers all of our our goblins, our uh, disembodied spirits, our talking mongooses. We we really uh, we really ran the gamut. The tricksters, little That's little, right. little the mischievous tricksters, little folk. mischievous trickster folk. <laughs> all of the various little uh, mysterious trickster folk. Uh, Jake, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh my god, are we already done? This We're was, already done. This was a blast. Where uh, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, as mentioned before, the podcast Wizard and the Bruiser is available on all podcast platforms. Uh, I think you should, you'd like it. We just, uh, I think, uh, recent episodes include the history of The Sims, uh, a history of the Fantastic Four, and uh, I have to, st- when I get home, I'm going to start cramming for our Animorphs episode. Oh, Whoa. man. Oh, man. I only, like, kind of semi-recently learned how Animorphs ended, yeah. and it's crazy. It is one of the most baller moves in young adult history. <laughs> I guess I won't spoil it for all the Animorphs fans out there, but it's fucking buck wild. The uh, the main character discovers Photoshop and learns how to do the morph effect on the cover. And it, and it, just, be- it just begins again. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, Eric, anything else you want to go over? 
I think we nailed it, man. I think we nailed it. Oh, can I plug one more thing? Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. Uh, it's if you uh, if you go to YouTube.com/slash/PuppetJared or Twitch.tv/slash/PuppetJared. I'm not supposed to dual broadcast, but I'm doing it anyway until they make me stop. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, on Thursday nights, I do a show called The Cartoon Dumpster, where uh, I have found the most bizarre. Uh, terrible yet fascinating cartoons from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Uh, the only thing they all have in common is that they are so derelict and forgotten that they don't trip YouTube's copyright ID system. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, we have fun with uh, the chat is amazing. They do research in real time and like look up the backstory of the voice actors. Uh, if you've ever wanted Saturday morning cartoons and Mystery Science Theater to have a weird baby hosted by a real-time animated puppet avatar. <laughs> that's actually definitely... everything I've wanted. Yeah, that's oh. actually the only thing I want. Then you should absolutely check it out. Uh, the Cartoon Dumpster on Puppet Jared on YouTube. Hell. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, that's going to wrap up this broadcast for the evening. We want to say a quick thank you to Purple Planet and Carl Casey at White Bat Audio for the use of their music. Uh, do you want to get in touch with us? Hit us up at spookybriananderic at gmail.com. We want to hear about your haunted houses and ghost stories. We want to become real-life Ghostbusters and do a paranormal investigation. <laughs> so if you have a haunted house, we want to come to you. You got a goblin? You got, us know. You got a goblin? You actually have to this legally. This is the yeah. closest we'll come to being goblin experts, so let's wild, get as wild Listen, as Listening, listening this far into the show contractually obligates you to let us know about any goblin incidences or phenomena. We should have said it up front, but we're saying it now. <laughs> no, no, you yeah. will, gotcha. Yeah. Um, sorry, we were real shady about it, but um, it's. Let's see. You can also find us at Brian and Eric Pod on Twitter. And uh, hey, hey, maybe rate us three stars on your <laughs> podcasting <laughs> platform of choice for both of us here. Brian and Eric don't belong here. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there.